0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah uh, we're here again for another night of tafsir Ibn Kathir we're in surah al-Fatiha the last class i was i got sick towards the end of the class and so i had to cut out so we're going to start again over here with the meaning of ar-Rahman ar-Rahim the most gracious the most merciful Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Meaning of Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim The most gracious, the most merciful Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim are two names that are derived from ar rahma Thank you very much but, rahma, but Rahman has more meaning that pertain to mercy than Ar-Rahim There is a statement by Ibn Jarir that indicates that there is a consensus on this meaning Further, Al-Qurtubi said The proof that these names are derived from the word Ar-Rahma Is what At-Tirmidhi recorded And graded sahih from Abdurrahman ibn Auf That he heard the messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa say Qala Allahu ta'ala Ana Ar-Rahman Khalaktur Rahima Wa shakaktur lahasman min ismi Faman wasalaha wasaltuhu Man kata'aha Allah the Most High said I am a rahman I, rec- I created the womb the rahm And derived a name for it From my name Hence whoever keeps it Meaning he will keep touch with the womb I will keep ties to him And whoever severs it I will sever ties with him He then said this is a text that indicates that the derivation, the derivation meaning the extracting of the name, He then he says, he then said the Arabs denied the name Ar-Rahman because of their ignorance about Allah and his attributes. Al-Qurtubi also said, it was said that both Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim have the same meaning, such as the, the words Al-Nadman and Nadim. And Abu Ubaid has stated that. Abu Ali al-Farisi said, Ar-Rahman, which is exclusively for Allah, is the name that encompasses every type of mercy that Allah has. Extremely merciful to the entire creation. Whereas, rahim is what affects the believers. For Allah has said, وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا And He, Allah, is, was, and always will be for the believers ar rahim merciful. Also, Ibn Abbas said, about Ar-Rahman and ar rahim they are two soft names. One of them is softer than the other, meaning one carries more implications of mercy. Ibn Jariyah said, Suri ibn Yahya al-Tamimi narrated to me that Uthman ibn Zufar, Related that Al Azrami said about Ar Rahman Ar Rahim, He is Ar Rahman with all the creation and Ar Rahim with the believers. Hence Allah's statement, ala Rahman. Then He rose above over the throne in a manner that besuits His Majesty. He is Ar Rahman Ar Rahman. And also Allah says in the Qur'an Ar-Rahman Wa al-Arsh al- Ar-Rahman meaning Allah Rose over the mighty throne In a manner that suits His majesty <laughs> Allah thus Mentioned the Istawa Rising over the throne along with His name Ar-Rahman To indicate that His mercy Encompasses His entire Creation also, Allah says, وَكَانَ muminina رَحِيمًا And He is, was, and always shall be for the believers merciful. Thus, encompassing the believers with His name, Ar-Rahim. They said this testifies to the fact that Ar-Rahman carries a broader scope of meanings pertaining to the mercy of Allah with His entire creation in both lives. Meanwhile, Rahim is exclusively for the believers. Yet, we should mention that there is a supplication that reads, Rahman ad dunya wal akhirati wa the Rahman and the Rahim of both this life and the hereafter. And Allah knows best what that could mean. Allah's name, Ar-Rahman, is exclusively for His believers. For instance, Allah said, "What Allah says rahman falahu Say, O Muhammad, and for the believers to say as well, or pray. Pray to Allah. Call on Allah with your du'a." Or call on Ar-Rahman in your dua, whatever name you invoke, you call on Allah, it is the same. For to him belong the best of the names, the most beautiful names. Was <laughs> Al and ask, O Muhammad, and the believers as well, those of our messengers whom we sent before you, did we ever appoint an Elaha gods to be worshipped besides a Rahman? Further, when Musaylima the kathab, the liar, called himself Rahman of Yamama, Allah made him known by the name of liar, kathab, and exposed him. Hence, whenever Musaylima is mentioned, he is described as the liar. He became an example for lying or the example of lying among the residents of the cities and villages and the residents of the deserts and the Bedouins, meaning all over the earth. Therefore, Allah first mentioned His name, Allah, that is exclusively His, and He described His name by Ar-Rahman, which no one else is allowed to use. Just as Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Huludu Allah, <laughs> Rahman. Ayyamma Tada'ulahu Lasmahul Say, pray. And ask Allah or pray and ask Ar-Rahman. Whichever name you use, it is the same, for to him belong the east uh, sorry, for to him belong the best of names. Only Musaylama and those who followed his misguided ways described Musaylama by the term ar-Rahman. As for Allah's name, Al-Rahim, Allah has described others. By using this particular name too. Okay, for instance, Allah says, (laughs) Lapadaja Rasulum rasulumina fusikum azizun alehima anitum azizun alehima anitum harisun aleikum bilmumina for Rahim. This is in reference to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Verily there has come to you a messenger Meaning our Prophet From amongst yourselves It grieves him to know that you should receive An injury or some difficulty He, our Prophet Muhammad Is anxious to see you rightly guided For the believers he is kind, full of pity And rahim merciful Allah has also described some of his creation using some of his other names for instance for instance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says inna khalaqnal insana min nutfatin amsha jinbatan lihi fajallaahu samia the fact of the matter is we have created man from nutfa a, a nut, drops of, 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 of what we are Of mixed semen Sexually discharged of a man and woman In order to try him So we made him hearing and seeing In conclusion, there are several of Allah's names That are used as names for others besides Allah Further, some of, some of Allah's names are exclusively used for Allah alone, such as Allah, Ar-Rahman, Al-Khaliq, ar razzaq Ar-Raziq, and so on and so forth. Hence Allah started with the Tasmiyyah, meaning in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. With his name Allah, and described himself as Ar-Rahman, extremely merciful to the entire creation, which is softer and more general than ar rahim specifically merciful to the believers. The most honorable names are mentioned first, just as Allah did in this next example. Hadith narrated by Umm Salama stated that the recitation of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was slow and clear. Astaghfirullah. Let me read that again. Hence Allah started with the Tasmiyyah, meaning in the name of Allah, most gracious, the most merciful. First, starting with his name, Allah, and he described himself as Ar Rahman, extremely merciful to the entire creation, and then Ar Rahim, specifically merciful to the believers. The most honorable names are mentioned first, just as we make, made mention in this example. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. So, Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alameen. One moment please. Okay, Bismillahir There's a hadith narrated by Un um Salama that stated that the recitation of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, was slow and clear. Letter by letter. And this is important because tajweed is really letter by letter. <laughs> Right to recite every letter Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Utilizing the name of Allah The extremely merciful to the entire creation Specifically merciful to the believers I begin, that's the implication rabb. Bil alamin, All praise belongs and thanks belongs to Allah. The extremely merciful to the entire creation, specifically merciful to the believers. the owner. Of the Day of Recompense. And this is how a group of scholars recited. Others connected the recitation with the Tasmiya to the Hamd by reciting it. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rabbil Alameen. So they put it together. But you don't have to do that. You can separate it. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi to everybody came to the class. We are on the meaning of Alhamd Abu Jafar ibn Jari'ah The famous scholar of Tafsir He states The meaning of Alhamdulillah All praise and thanks Belong to Allah He says the meaning is All thanks are due Purely to Allah Allah, Allah Not any of the subjects that are being worshipped Instead of him Nor any of his creations These thanks are due to Allah's innumerable favors and bounties that only he knows the amount of. Allah's bounties include creating the tools that help the creation worship him, the physical bodies with which they are able to implement his commands, the sustenance that he provides them in this life and the comfortable life he has granted them without anything or anyone compelling him to do so. Allah also warned his creation And alerted them about the means and methods With which they can earn eternal dwelling In the residence of everlasting happiness We're talking about Jannah All thanks and praise are due to Allah For these favors from beginning to end Further Ibn Jarir commented On the ayah that states Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Okay, Alhamdulillah That means a praise that Allah praised himself with Indicating to his servants That they too should praise Allah As if Allah has said Say All praise belongs to Allah And it was with that statement Alhamdulillah All praise and thanks belongs to Allah That entails praising Allah By mentioning his most beautiful names And most honorable attributes When one proclaims All thanks are due to Allah. He will be thanking him for his favors and all of his bounties. Let's stop here and listen to the Adhan. (coughs) Alhamdulillah <coughs> Okay, Alhamdulillah so, Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah We have to stop and just give a few minutes When the adhan comes You know, sometimes in the West We Tend to think time is the most important factor You know, so that we can make money And so we revolve around, you know, paying attention to that Whereas, alhamdulillah, here The most important thing is the adhan And so we stop everything and we, alhamdulillah, we listen to the adhan And take a few minutes to relax and, And reflect on what's being said you know, that's what's supposed to happen at that moment. And we're saying, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. No one can be upset for that. Shadwan la ilaha illallah, Shadwan Muhammad Rasulullah, Hayala, Salah, Hayala, Fala, Kodakamati, Salah, Yami, Salat, I don't know, Salat of Khairam, I don't know. But Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah. You know, so we should take a few minutes and reflect on these words what they mean to us and if we relax for a few minutes it, it would benefit us further in anything else we're doing may Allah give us tawfiq to uh, you know take it easy every once in a while every time we hear the adhan that is okay so let's get started back again bismillah we're at the difference between praise and thanks Alhamd is more general in that it is a statement of praise for one's characteristics or for what he for what he has done. Thanks are given for what was done, not merely for characteristics. So there's a difference between praising someone alhamd and thanking them. If I thank you for something. You did some favor for me I say thank you when I praise you then surprise is because of th- that yourself what you have with you alhamdulillah and on top of that what you bring to the table may Allah teach us to understand alhamdulillah the statements of the salaf about the term alhamd hafs mentioned that Omar said to Ali We know la ilaha illallah, subhanallah, and allahu akbar. What about alhamdulillah? Ali said, a statement that Allah liked for himself, was pleased with for himself, and he likes that it be repeated. Also, Ibn Abbas said, alhamdulillah is the statement of appreciation. When the servant says alhamdulillah, Allah says, My servant has praised me. Ibn Abi Hatim has recorded this hadith. The virtues or benefits and status of the term Al-Hamd. Imam Ahmed ibn Hamdah recorded that Al-Aswad ibn Sari said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, Should I recite to you words of praise for my Lord, the exalted that I have collected? He said, he said, Verily, your Lord likes praise, likes Alhamd. And Nasai also recorded this hadith. Furthermore, Abu Isa At Tirmidhi, and Nasai, and Ibn Majah recorded that Musa ibn Ibrahim, Ibn Kathir, related that Talha ibn Khiraj said that Jabir ibn Abdullahi said that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Afdalul dhikri la ilaha illallah wa afdalul dua alhamdulillah la ilaha illallah walhamdulillah so he's saying the best statement that you can remember that you should focus on and try to repeat Is La ilaha illallah. There is nothing worthy of worship except Allah. And the best dua you could make is Alhamdulillah. All praise belongs to Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. at Tirmidhi said that this hadith is Hasanul Gharib. Also meaning it's good but it's strange, it's rare. Also Ibn Majah recorded that Anas ibn Malik said That the messenger of Allah Sallallahu alaihi wasallam) said Ma an'amallahu ala abdin ni'matan Faqal alhamdulillah Illa kana alladhi a'taa afdala mimma akhaz No servant Is blessed by Allah Any way he gets blessed by Allah And then he says Alhamdulillah Except that which he was given is better than that which he himself acquired. Mimmaq ta the thing his statement is better than anything else that happened. Alhamdulillah. Further, in his sunan, Ibn Majah recorded that Ibn Umar said that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Inna the fact of the matter is a slave or once a slave of Allah said one time Qala ya rabbi laka alhamdu kama yanbagi Jalali wajhik wa Azimi sultanik O Allah, O oh my Lord, not O oh Allah, O oh my Lord, laka alhamdu, to you belongs all the praise Kamayan Bagi, like it's supposed to be. Lijalali Wajik, for your due to your noble face, Wa Azima Sultanic, and your great authority. Fa Adalat Bil Malakani, Falam Yadriya Kayfa Yatubania, Fasaida, Fa Sa'ida Lagi for So the two angels. Were confused at how to write these words down. You know, you have angels on your right and your left, and the angels were confused. They didn't know what to write down. How do I write this down? So they ascended to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and said, "Ya rabbana inna Abdan Qad qaala ma qaala They said, "Ya Oh, our Lord." The fact of the matter is A slave of yours Has said something And we do not know how to write it down <laughs> Allah then says And he knows best what his slave has said قَالَ What did my slave say? The two angels state يَا Rabbi Oh my lord the fact of the matter is He has said Oh my lord Sorry Oh my lord The fact of the matter is He said You have all the praise Oh my lord Like the way it's supposed to be Due to your noble face And your great authority all lahuma and so Allah said to them, to both of them, اُكْتُبَاهَا kama qala abdi. Both of you write it down just the way my slave said it. Until the day he meets me, and then I shall reward him for it. Alhamdulillah. Al Before Hamd, encompasses all types of thanks and appreciation for Allah the letters alif and lam before the word alhamd serve to encompass all types of, of thanks and appreciation for Allah the exalted there's a hadith that states allahu oh hamdu kullu wa mulku kullu wa kullu wa amru allah all of the hand, all of the praise is due to you. You own all the ownership of all types of good, and are in the ha- and, and in your hand. Sorry, all types of good are in your hand, and all affairs belong to you. The meaning of the word "Arab," the Lord, Arab is the owner who has full authority over his own property. Ar-Rabb linguistically means the master or the one who has the authority to lead all of these meanings are correct for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it is alone though the word Rabb is used only for Allah as for other than Allah it can be used to say ad أَدَّار the master of such and such object furthermore it was reported that ar-Rabb is Allah's greatest name. So think about that. The meaning of Al-Alamin. Al-Alamin is plural for alam, which encompasses everything in existence except Allah. Al-Alama is an alim, a sign The word alam itself is itself a plural word Having no singular form The mean are different creations that exist In the heavens and the earth, on land and at sea Every generation of creation is called an alim al Farrah and Abu Ubaid said Alam includes all that has a, a mind, the jinns, the mankind, the angels, and the devil, devils. But not the animals. Also, Zayd ibn Aslam and Abu Muhayyyasin said, Alam includes all that Allah has created with a soul. Further, Qatada said, Rabbil Alameen. He said about the statement, Rabbil Alameen. Or Rabbil Alamin, Both are correct. The Lord of the Alameen, the Lord of every type of creation, which is an Alam. Azadjad also said Alam encompasses everything that Allah created in this life and in the hereafter. Al Qurtubi commented. This is the correct meaning that the alam encompasses everything that Allah created in both worlds. Similarly, Allah has said, <laughs> said And what is the Lord of everything Lord of the Alameen So Musa replied The Lord of the heavens and the earth And all that is between them If you seek to be convinced with certainty Why is the creation called Alam Alam is derived from the word Alama That is because it is a sign Testifying to the existence of its creator and to his uniqueness, his oneness. Ar Rahim, Ar Rahim, the most merciful, extreme, extremely merciful to the entire creation, Rahim, specifically merciful to the believers. Ar Rahim, we explain these names in the Basmala to be said. Allah has described himself by being Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim after saying the Lord of the Alamin. So a statement here includes a warning and then an encouragement. Similarly, Allah has said Nabbi 'ibadi anni al gafur Rahim anna Declare, O Muhammad, unto my servants That truly I am the all-forgiving, the most merciful And that my torment is indeed the most painful torment Okay And Allah also says Surely your Lord is swift in retribution And certainly he is all-forgiving, most merciful How do we tie together these two things? Quick, swift in taking retribution But he's also all-forgiving, most merciful Some of the ulama say that this means he is merciful for those who ask for mercy who who ask for it but it takes others to count if they didn't ask for mercy does that make sense and Allah knows best because he hasn't come with anything Clear to us. And Allah says, Lao ya, yalamul mu'minu mind. Oh, no, the Messenger of Allah, so I said, Lao yalamul mu'minu mind the lawy min al ukubati, ma tommy afi janati, ahad. While Lao yalamul kafiru mind the lawy min al rahmati, ma kwalata min rahmati, ahad. If the believer only knew What Allah had in store for him Of a punishment مَا طَمِعَ فِي جَنَّةِهِ أَحَدٌ No one would have hope of acquiring paradise وَلَا يَعْلَمُ الْكَافِرُ And if a kafir knew مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ مَا قَلَطَى مِنْ رَحْمَةِهِ أَحَدٌ and if the the kafir knew what was in store for him of mercy, he would not min rahmatihi ahad. If the believer knew what punishment Allah has, no one would hope have the hope for acquiring paradise. And if the the, the, the kafir knew what mercy Allah has, none would lose hope of earning his earnings. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Now, when the next ayah, Maliki the owner of the day of recompense, indicating sovereignty on the day of judgment. Allah mentioned his sovereignty on the day of resurrection, but this does not negate his sovereignty over all the things. Allah mentioned that he is the Lord of all existence including this early life and the hereafter Allah only mentioned the day of recompense He only mentioned it here because on that day No one except him will be able to claim ownership of anything whatsoever On that day no one will be allowed to speak without his permission and similarly Allah has said Yama Yakum Ruhu al Malaika to Safa La Yatakalamuna illa Mala Dinala Gur Rahmanu, wa pala The day that Arruh, Jibreel, or another angel, and the angels will stand forth in rows, they will not speak except to one who has been given permission ar rahman and all the voices will be humbled for the most gracious Allah and nothing shall and nothing shall you hear but the low voice of the, of their footsteps what this means is Everybody has lowered their voice out of respect for Ar-Rahman and Spear. so you won't even hear any whisper. Hums, 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 You won't hear that. On the day when it comes, no person shall speak. Except by Allah's decree, Allah's will Some among them will be wretched And others blessed Abu Dhuhaq said that Ibn Abbas commented Allah says on, the, on that day No one knows anything that they used to own No one owns anything that they used to own in the world Everything goes to Allah The meaning of Yawmuddin. Ibn Abbas said, Yawmuddin is a day of recompense. You're going to get paid back for the creatures, meaning the day of judgment. On that day, Allah will reckon the creation for their deeds, evil for evil, good for good, except those who are whom He pardons. In addition, several other companies, companions, Tabi'een, and scholars of the Salaf said similarly, for this reason, for this meaning is apparent and clear from the ayah. Allah is Malik, king or owner, Malik or Malik. Allah is a true owner of everything and everyone. Allah says, He is Allah. The one whom there is no God besides him the King the Holy One the one free from all defects also in the two Sahihain recorded by Abu Huraira because Abu Huraira saying that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says <laughs> Illallah. The most despicable name in, to Allah is a person who calls himself the king of kings. While well, there are no owners except Allah. Also in the two Sahihayn, the two books of the Sunan, recorded that the messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Yagbidu allahu al-ar'da wa yatwi samaa bi yaminihi thumma Ana al-maliku ayna mulukun Ayna mulukul ard Ayna jabbarun Ayna mutakabbirun On the day of judgment Allah will grasp the earth And fold up the heavens with his right hand and proclaim I am the king where are the kings of the earth where are your tyrants where are the arrogant also in the glorious quran allah says (laughs) whose is the kingdom on this day allah's the one the irresistible as for calling someone other than allah a king in this life, then it is done as a figure of speech. For instance, Allah has said, Indeed, Allah appointed Talut as a king over you. And there was a king behind them. When he made prophets among you and made you kings. Allah says this in the Quran. Also in the two Sahihs it was recorded mithlul muluki 'ala al-asira. Mithlul muluki 'ala al-asira. Just like kings recline on their thrones. The meaning of the word adeen. Adeen means reckoning, the reward or punishment at the end of the game or whatever you're doing so it says you will yuafihim him, dinahumul haqq on that day allah will pay them the didahim this recompense of their deeds in full shall we indeed allah says Shall we indeed be raised up to receive reward or punishment according to our deeds? There's a hadith that states The wise person is he who reckons himself and works for his life after death Meaning he holds himself accountable Also Omar said Hold yourself accountable before you are held accountable. Wait, weigh yourselves before you before you are weighed and be prepared for the biggest gathering before he before those whose knowledge encompasses your de- your deeds. Okay. Allah says, Yauma Tu La Minkum That day shall you be brought to judgment Now the secret of yours will be hidden (laughs) Okay, we're going to stop here The linguistic and religious meaning of ibadah Is where we stop that Inshallah I hope this a little bit that we did today is enough to motivate you all and wet your whistle. We're not trying to keep you a long time. We want you to spend your time reading Quran, and we'll take our time and read Tafsir Ibn Kathir together, inshallah. Ta'ala, Allah give us long life to do so. Astaq fruku